This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Good evening. Welcome to the Lindell Report. I'm Brandon House in for Mike Lindell, who's out on business tonight. Uh, we're going to be joined here by Dr. Lee Merritt. She's an MD. That's MD, medical doctor. Okay. I want to make that very clear that she's actually a medical doctor because we're going to seek her, partly her medical opinion, but also her opinion when it comes to, and her knowledge, her education, when it comes to psychops. Because I think we might be seeing right now a massive global psychop. Have you noticed tonight as we're coming on the air, and by the way, Patrick Wood will be joining me right after Dr. Lee Merritt. Have you noticed as we're coming on the air tonight, tonight being May 20th, it's 6.03 p.m. Central Time. We are live. 6.03 p.m. Central Time, Friday night, May 20th, 2022. And today, it has exploded all over the internet. What am I talking about? Monkeypox. We've been covering it throughout the week, and it's been a rather slow story. But today, it's like someone threw a light on, threw a switch. It's everywhere, the BBC. Fox News, Daily Mail, it's everywhere. The Jerusalem Post, many sites that I've been to this evening. In fact, the World Health Organization is talking about an emergency meeting to deal with the global outbreak of monkeypox. Yet, next week, the World Health Organization is supposed to meet with well over 100, nearly 200 nations to agree to new amendments written by largely the Biden regime that will give the authority and power to declare a medical health emergency in any country to the United Nations through its World Health Organization. America and many other nations of the West could be on the verge of losing their national sovereignty through one medical health crisis or emergency after another. Isn't it interesting also, as we're coming on the air tonight, there is bombshell evidence that Hillary Clinton knew all about the misinformation campaign against her opponent, Donald Trump. And according to the reports coming out under testimony with John Durham, Hillary was personally involved. We have a lot of things going on across the globe, and this seems like a great distraction. But we're also finding, as we will talk with Patrick Wood tonight, that over a year ago, over a year ago, one group held a tabletop exercise on how to respond to a pandemic like monkeypox. Wait a minute. That's reminiscent of the Rockefeller 2010 report, Lockstep 2010, where they warned about some kind of virus coming out of Asia shutting down businesses, everyone wearing masks, schools closed, restaurants closed, businesses closed in 2010. And then we know they also had their report, their simulation right before the coronavirus, 
in late October 2019. And then the coronavirus in 2020. So have they rehearsed for this? Have they planned for this? We're also hearing reports tonight the Biden regime has put in for 13 million doses of vaccines to deal with monkeypox. Wait a minute. How do they just happen to have the vaccines ready to go? This sounds like pretty lucky business venture for somebody or a group of people. Variant, it breaks out, and they happen to have the vaccine. Huh. Is this a gigantic psychop to scare the world into surrendering national sovereignty and liberties? In 2013, there was a study conducted that we have shown you here, tied back to the NIH website where we found it with Karen Kingston. A study was done to see how can we get people to give up their liberties and freedoms voluntarily. The two main ways, one, a pathogen, a pathogen of some kind, and two, famine. And we just happen to be facing, it seems, those very crises that are said to be the greatest and easiest way to get people to willingly give up their freedoms to authoritarian government. Joining me now is Dr. Lee Merritt. Dr. Lee Merritt, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. For having me. On the, I just, in your honor, I did put up a, a backdrop of, of smallpox because I thought, you know, we'll just, and you know, it's a CGI as most of these, uh, these pictures of these horrible little animalcules are these days. Well, uh, well, I appreciate that. And we appreciate your making time for us on a Friday night, by the way. It's spring. Oh, There's a lot of activities, a lot of great things people have been doing. The weather's nice. A lot of folks tonight have graduations and all kinds of things going on. So we appreciate your joining us. Um, what did you think of my opening monologue? Well, I, I think you're spot on. And I, and I just, before I go too much into this, I really want to reassure people I can tell you in a really th quick summary how not to get monkeypox. This is really easy. The first thing you do is don't hang around bioweapons labs. That's really key. Second thing is I wouldn't go on out on a blind date with a bioweaponeer or hang around bioweaponeers. And the third thing is don't offer to to you know animal sit for any bioweaponeers. I think if you do those three things, you're going to be okay. <laughs> That's. You know, this is, in the, to, to, to paraphrase Winston Churchill, this is just nonsense up with which I will not put. You know, even um, forgetting all this controversy for a moment about whether there are viruses and blah, 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 the real, real issue here is suddenly the whole thing, all the stuff that we had been taught in medical school and, and even over time believed is just thrown out the window, like the issue of masks, okay? Pox diseases are species specific. We were taught all about these. And I personally, you know, um, for a variety of reasons, some professional, some a, ha a hobby, really studied it because I was very worried about smallpox as a bioweapon. And, um, you know, I sat on a, on a research committee where it had to have, it was a, a, the NRAC, which looked at technology for the future for the Navy. And then by law, they have to have a, a physician on the, on the board. So on the committee. So I sat there and I kind of got involved in, in looking at defense things and I got very interested in bioweapons research and I just on my own started researching where we are, what do we know, what's going on. And that was the one I was worried about was smallpox. Because in the it is we have entered the world of synthetic biology. 
quite frankly, whether or not we believe the classic paradigm about viruses, the fact of the matter is there are probably 100,000 people, I've, I've heard that estimate by experts, in the world today that at their computer can redesign design genetic sequences to harm us. And that's the world we have to face. But we have to understand that there's also part of this warfare is, as you pointed out, is PSYOP. Okay, I've seen, you know, it's interesting. First of all, it's on all the channels, like you said. When real diseases, when real diseases and things like this have broken out in the past, in the distant past, not, not you know, I'm excluding anything after about 2010, you know, they don't, they didn't used to make a big splash about it. They tried to figure out what was going on and kind of not panic everybody. Now it seems like it's just the opposite. The first thing you do, uh, the last thing you do is scientifically really investigate what's going on. The first thing you do is give it out to all the media. That's a sign of a psyop, in my opinion. I agree. And let me ask you this. I mean, what else is going on? As you pointed out, a big deal is going on right now that the World Health Organization on May 22nd um, may be given the go-ahead by our, our feckless Senate, if they do this, to uh, allow them to come into sovereign nations without their permission. What, what, just so people understand, and I had Dr. Peter Bregan, who's really, he and his wife, Ginger, have really been hitting this hard and trying to awaken the, the, the nation to this problem, because this is huge. The World Health Organization has always needed your permission. In other words, if a disease broke out in Paraguay, they couldn't just go into Paraguay, even though they thought Paraguay's disease was a risk to Buenos Aires or someplace else. You know, it, was, it, had, it, had, to, it had to be by the permission of the government. But this new risk regulation is going to allow them to come in if another company make, another country makes a complaint. So let's just, and it doesn't have to be a pandemic, doesn't have to be an epidemic, it just has to be a disease. And, and again, in medical school, we learned that disease does not mean infection. Disease means dis-ease. That's why we have psychiatric diseases. They're not infectious, but they create dis-ease in the patient. So now there's so, and I say that for a reason, because under this new regulation, it sounds like the WHO can come in, let's say that Justin Trudeau is uh, is concerned that we are mentally unstable in America and that they need help, that the WHO could be authorized to come into our nation. Are you kidding me? So there's that going on. And by the way, it, let me just stop you right there. The first director of the WHO was a guy named uh, C. Brock Chisholm. And I do quite a bit on him in my, my documentary on brainwashing. I don't know if you've had the chance to watch it. You can watch the first two hours for free. I mean, the whole part one is two hours. So you can watch the entire two hours of part one for free. Part two will be out this um, this fall. It, it said brainwashedthemovie.com. If folks at home want to write it down and watch it later this yeah, weekend, brainwashedthemovie.com. It'll blow your mind because I, I'm explaining how psychops are done, particularly with the coronavirus. But C. Brock Chisholm was the first director of the World Health Organization. He also was closely tied to the Tavistock Institute. I was just going to say, it has to, your, your movie has to go to start with, you know, this started, you know, in, the Tavistock theoretically was there to help these guys. They, it started out, they were going to look at shell shock and what could we do to restore yeah. troops, right? 
But then pretty soon they figured out, well, maybe we can use these techniques to convince the British people to come into war, you know, to convince them they need to, to, to be okay with the next war. I mean, it, it quickly became population control. So the WHO and, has a long history yeah. of being tied to psychops. And, of course, the, 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 as you probably know, the Tavistock Institute also studied the war, uh, the, the soldier, the man caught in war, the POW, and the stress he was put under. And they said, hey, a guy is under that kind of anxiety is prone to believing and accepting things he otherwise would not. So how can we bombard the public, stress him out, give him anxiety, then a period of calm, and then stress and anxiety again, and then right. disinformation, conflicting information, so much conflicting information, nobody knows what to believe, so they throw their arms up and they surrender and they go with right. the herd. This is goes right. back to the very first director of the WHO, who, by the way, also said, as I document in my documentary, that those of us that don't go along with globalism, Dr. Merritt, are mentally ill. So to your point, right. can they now say, oh, we got a crisis yes. in America because the Tea Party, the MAGA crowd, the America First crowd, they are not only domestic terrorists, they are mentally challenged, they're mentally deranged, and now you just call in the World Health Organization, the UN, to help deal with us. Which, frankly, I, I would invite that. I would much rather fight the blue-helmeted perverts and child molesters at the <laughs> UN than my own U.S. military. So I say, you know what? Do us a favor. Turn this over to the UN, because I would love if I have to go. I don't want to go to civil war. But if I have to go to right. civil war, I would rather go, with the, go against the, the perverts in the UN uh, uniforms that are notorious and documented for raping and molesting children. Let me have at those guys. Yeah, I, the only the only concern I have is, and this is this is the other thing. Why you know what this what they've done to us? You're right. It's it's a it's right out of the book. The other the other uh, book that was written about this was called Brainwashing. The term came from, as you probably know, um, that looking at the prisoners coming back from. Biederman, Korea. Albert Biederman coming back from Korea, Absolutely. and and he showed and he showed basically exactly what you said that if you isolate people, you monopolize their perception, and then you um you know you make them afraid, and then you make them anxious. Okay, and you do nonsense things like you you have all these nonsense rules that you make and are constantly changing. Think Dr. Fauci and the masks. Yeah. Standing standing six feet apart in a government-run circle. You know this this getting rid of masks on airplanes and getting rid of the masks generally and kind of opening up the world and kind of ex, you know easing off on the mandates. I've been warning people. I say, listen, one of the things that these guys know and that Albert Biederman brought out and 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 was out of Tavistock as well. The worst thing you can do, the thing that'll really drive a, a resistant prisoner over the over the cliff is you give them a little bit of freedom and then take it back away. That's when they start giving up, okay? Don't let that happen to us here. Recognize that the key, the antidote is information, um, you know, your connection with God and your connection with reality of, of the, you know, the actual what's really going on here, situational awareness. And that's why we have to realize what all's happening in the world today, you know, and that that's this is happening now because they can't control other things such as Putin and the Russians have ha, having captured um, oh, a retired Admiral Navy SEAL and Blake on his name, Eric Olson. Eric Olson, retired Navy SEAL, having captured him and some other um, NATO special forces guys, a British colonel and things, in uh, Azovstal underneath that steel plant. 
Okay, that's just breaking. So trust me, there's a lot of things going on. Well, wait a minute. And I am totally unaware of what you're talking about. Can you tell our audience about this? Well, that's, I mean, like I say, I don't know much more than that, except that they are, you know, they've been, the Russians have been systematically going, on, that, that's been a long-term uh, problem, that, that steel plant, that underneath this steel plant has been, which has never really been used apparently to produce steel. There's a lot of strange things in Ukraine. How many of your audience really know that they've been running the Chernobyl nuclear plant ever since the disaster? Most people did not know that. I happen to know that because of, of my contacts at DDP, but you know, the, they, what, there's a lot of things that go along with, uh, you know, this whole money laundering. Ukraine is the center of this deep state and, and it's starting to come down. And so my understanding is that, that they captured, there's a picture, very convincing picture, um, uh, going around the web showing this retired Navy SEAL admiral uh, being led by Russian troops. Uh, he's in combat khaki gear. But the story is that they've been working on cleaning out these deep tunnels under that steel plant for a long time. So we'll see. More, I mean, that's breaking. More to, more to go. But what I'm saying is, is that on all fronts, it almost seems like we're winning. People are waking up. You know, people are not taking the vaccines. The, in, in Africa now, they've actually had to close, I understand, a vaccine plant because they just can't get people to take them. Less than 6% of Africans are vaccinated. Um, so I think we're I think that they're really kind of desperate. And and here's the problem I have. And I worry about this whole issue of of of, of the point about the U.N. troops only is because they're coming. Who did they come after with these vaccines and these mandates right away? They came after everybody we need in wartime and in peacetime to run our infrastructure, the military, the border patrol, the first responders, your police force, your EMTs, everybody, doctors. And what are they doing? What, it, what they're doing is the, the, the military people who are refusing to follow unlawful orders because in the Code of Federal Regulations, it specifically carves out the fact that you cannot mandate a, an experimental drug on troops. It, that is absolutely written down. So the fact that they are trying to do it, and they never actually do it officially with paperwork from the Biden administration because they can't, but they bully them. They try and convince them that it's it's legit and they try and push it. Well, all that has let the people that have left are the people that are not willing to follow illegal orders, right? And you're left with the, with the order followers. Same thing in medicine. I'm going to tell you, the medical boards are now being controlled by the Federation of State Medical Boards at a very high level. And just what your point is about defining what we are as terrorists they're defining medical disinformation. Those they're they're coming after those of us speaking out against the, the the government narrative, and their definition of disinformation is doctors that are getting their information from non from anything other than approved government sites. <laughs> you know, this is the Soviet Union redux. You know, and, and wasn't it speaking of the Soviet Union? What is it? Paul Johnson and his excellent work on the Soviet Union talks about one of the tactics they had was to label their political opponents mentally crazy and have them institutionalized. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, that's a very famous story about Andrei Sakharov, you know, the great the great Russian physicist who Soviet physicist who tried to to warn every trying to warn the West by saying, no, 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 you should continue. You know, he wanted he wanted uh, parity in, in nuclear arms because he didn't want the Russians to be that far ahead anyway. But they said, uh, you know, he got put in a mental mental institution. 
you know, Dr. Sakharov is having some problems. You know, they didn't want to say that he was actually being interned in the gulag, so they had to put him in a mental institution because he was famous. Right. Now, unfortunately, those of us much smaller than Andrei Sakharov, I think, will go to the gulag the next step because they really don't want that. They, they really don't want us speaking out. So now the Ministry of Truth, Truth apparently fell apart. But at the local levels, the ministries of truth are still active, especially in the medical profession. Trust me on this. So do you, do you think we're? You mentioned you know them hauling people off. Do you think we're headed for that? Do you think we're headed for a civil war? Do you, what do you think is coming? I mean, we've got so many things happening at the same time. Now you've got this monkey talk, pox. You've got the talk of bird flu, you know. Uh, you've what? got um, regulators warning that, you know, 100 million people in the country will be experiencing blackouts this summer due to rolling right. blackouts and whatnot. You've got food shortages, baby food shortages. You have uh, gas prices. You know, they're changing some of the pumps on the West Coast to be able to take the digit dollars a gallon. Um, we have the threat from Russia and China, Iran, North Korea. Um, we have so many things going on. We have the border crisis. Thankfully, the good news tonight is a judge appointed by Trump has put a hold on the lifting of Title 42 for the time being. That's breaking news tonight. That's good news. But the border still just being overrun. Um, sure. We have the head of one of the unions with the Border Patrol saying that the cartels are pretty much on the verge of running that the you know the border down there when you combine all these things that are going on a convergence of catastrophes which again this convergence seems to all be manipulated manufactured do you see the american people becoming awake and angry and do you see them really being able to go to the point and i don't know if you're being facetious or half true or, or what do you really see the, the american people sitting by and allowing them to take the truth tellers like us and prosecute us, arrest us, haul us off? Or do you think the American people are going to say no? Because I'm, I'm in the Mid-South, all right? And business owners, entrepreneurs, guys that are 50-plus that I know, they're telling us that they're also hearing from their middle to upper-class clientele, they've had it. They've had it, right. and they're in. They're done. And so I don't want to go to civil war. I really don't. Right. I, but I think the American people are at the end of the rope and they're not going to be bullied by Washington. What what do you make of all of this? Well, I, I think that's true, but I want to point out the process, okay? Because the process, in daylight, everything you said is exactly right. The problem is they don't haul you off in daylight always. You know, I think that there's two roads that we go down to. I think we, you know, the, the, first, the first part of a revolution is people have to be, awakened to the need to not go down this this road to tyranny. Okay, I think that's happened. The second phase is passive resistance. And I think that's where we we can do that. I think we could win with just saying no. I think we partially, I think we can win by just saying no, with one exception. There are, there are things like directed energy weapons and other techniques and, and, and synthetic biology that could be really used that would be very hard. It's not like in the days of the Revolutionary War that we fought where we had essentially military-grade arms in our house. We don't. We cannot possibly counter what the potential is out there without a military on our side. I, I really do believe that's true. However, um, and, and I think there's hope that that is true, that that's going on. Now, but, but here, here's, I guess, what I'm going to say is that 
once you get into a position, look at what happened in the Soviet Union. At one, at some point, Stalin and the guys, they, they had such a terror going that everybody was afraid to talk to their neighbor. The kids were ratting out their parents because they were being made to be afraid. In other words, this whole fear that got people to run out and take an unapproved genetic agent mislabeled as a vaccine is the same kind of fear that can terrorize people into just not looking, okay, and to letting the darkness settle on us. And then they come, you know, and then it's just like the Cheka, the Cheka in the old Soviet Union. They didn't come at two o'clock in the afternoon when your neighbors could see what was going on and might revolt. They came at two o'clock in the morning, you know, come quietly, comrade, don't disturb the neighbors. That is what happens. And then nobody knows. You just kind of disappear. That, that's what happened. Remember those, the, and then there was a Spanish term for it, the, the disappearandos or something about, you know, people that just disappeared. And that happens sometimes. And I don't, and unfortunately, we have the technology now. To, this whole thing gave us up front a technology to track and trace. I mean, think about what did they really, what's the nanotech that they put in these vaccines? What's that all about? Well, maybe it's all innocent, but maybe it has to do with this whole uh, you know, track and tracing, knowing where you are, you're going you know, to link up to a Bluetooth. You know, that's not out of the realm of possibility. And of In course, fact, they know where we're at right now. They know where we're at right now within a matter of a couple feet or a couple inches with right. these phones. But no, even if even if the it, it may be that even if the vaccinated abandon their cell phones, they'll know exactly where they are. That's the problem. That is one of the concerns. So I guess what I'm saying is I, I'm hopeful. I don't think this is the end. And I certainly don't think the end is monkeypox. Let's just let's just be clear here. Or now the next one, wait a minute, they're already preparing you for the equivalent of the Omicron var variant, leopard pox. What is <laughs> that know? one? Leopard pox. You wait, you're gonna hear about leopard pox. And the Asian flu, like you said, or the avian flu. I knew about that coming eight months ago. Why did I know about that? Because somebody, a friend of mine in Philadelphia said, you watch Robert Cadlick. He's a he's he was he's watch everybody that's under this term defense threat reduction or threat reduction agency or th those are words that means bioweapons plants okay and he, and this guy told me he says he's going to move Plum Island out to Kansas and come after your chickens and your beef cattle and your pork and your food the food supply bingo that's what's happening okay now again is there proof that that avian flu exists and that transfers to humans. This is where we've accepted a lot of things that we assumed were proven, and they were not, in all branches of medicine. And I tell my, I just make this point to the doctors out there. You can't just take the word of some government authority. You have to start looking at the basic, you guys know how to read basic science. Forget the medical journals, go back and read what we actually, go back and read the original paper of how we sequenced the genome from the SARS, first SARS-CoV-2 patient. You will be shocked when you really look at it yourself. We often don't look at the primary sources. It's time to do that. Do not let them lie to you anymore. And by the and way, so just for our audience knows, you have a military background. You're a, you're a surgeon, MD. So you know all about the military, psych ops, and the stuff we've been talking about. This is right in your wheelhouse. Right. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm a military expert, but I do read military stuff. And, and quite you frankly- You were in the military. Oh yeah, I spent 10 years as a Navy uh, medical officer and surgeon, yeah. And, but I'm gonna say, I was unaware of some of, I mean, I was aware of some of the bioweapons programs, but I'm much, much more aware now. And let's, let's be honest here. 
this is, I've got a whole talk I'm giving it, it Dr. Butar has the Advanced Medicine Conference over Memorial Day weekend every year. And this, this year, I'm, I'm going down there and I'm going to talk about the real history of our bioweapons programs. And it's not, it's not pretty, but it goes back. Nobody should have been surprised about these bioweapons labs in the Ukraine. You know, we, the Nunn-Luger Act in, in, 29, in uh, 19, was it 1991, I think of the Nunn-Luger Act was in 1991. And when the Soviet Union fell apart, we assumed the ownership essentially of bioweapons labs all in all those little little uh, Soviet, uh, the old socialist republics like Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Belarus, um, uh, uh, Tbilisi, Georgia, they weren't even hiding it. That had the Luger lab named for Senator Luger. Are you kidding me? And then all these ones in in uh, in the Ukraine. So, uh, I mean, this isn't. Not, you're right. This whole thing is programmed. And one of the one of the concerns I have, I'm just going to say this. And before I say this, I'm going to say I'm not suicidal. I don't think John McAfee committed suicide, and I'm not suicidal either. Um, the uh, the the problem here is is that we are not speaking the the words, the names, the people. You never hear anybody testifying or being asked about this that actually was in those labs doing the work. We know some of the names. We don't know them all. At least I don't. But but even the senior Russian general that said he's going to expose everybody in these Ukrainian labs, and he puts out this big spreadsheet, and it looks really good. But when you read it, it's like Black and Veatch and the, the, you know, the administrators. There's not one real bioweaponeer on there. So just be advised that don't like, we cannot afford to do, when we talk about Nuremberg 2, remember Nuremberg 1. In Nuremberg 1, we silently brought over the vaccine chemists and the chemists. It wasn't just about Von Braun and the rocket engineers. We brought these people over to America to set up our programs and our pharmaceutical companies and all this kind of stuff. I mean, wasn't we, it called Operation we, Paperclip? Yeah. Operation Paperclip. It was named for the clips on their on their jackets, the Nazi uh, officers' jackets. But the, if you look at any picture of Operation Paperclip, and this, you know, again, there's a lot of little details and data points that just make you think this has been going on for a very long time. You know, every time you look at a, a, a picture of Operation Paperclip, go to Wikipedia, go to anything, they'll probably change it now that I say this. And you'll see the same picture. It's Werner von Braun standing there like this, and he's got his nice suit on because they got him out of his SS uniform. And they, but the, and it makes it makes you believe that Operation Paperclip was all about getting the the, the rocket scientists, okay? But it turned out their number one priority was chemists and specifically vaccine chemists. You know, thalidomide, that drug that damaged all yeah. these children that gave you the flipper arms and everything, where did that come from? That was created in Auschwitz by Otto Ambrose. He was the head chemist of IG Farben, and it was a sedative used in Auschwitz. And when he got out, he did get some prison time. He was in charge of the Buna plant in Auschwitz. He, when he got out of prison, he ended up going and being a consultant to the British pharmaceutical companies. This is the, and so we have a history, and my bottom line point here is that I don't believe at all in monkeypox being a problem. I think it's a big psyop. I think leopard pox will be a psyop. But they'll have enough, but they have the ability to make things bad if they want to. It's just they don't need to because they can scare everybody. They can show you a few pictures of hands and, you know, but they can do a lot worse because they've, they've, they've gotten the talent 
after World War II, we brought a lot of talent to do a lot of damage physiologically through vaccines, through, through all sorts of stuff. And, and we need to realize that we can't go, keep going down that road. I agree. We need to stop. You, you, can't, you can make all the treaties you want, just like all the nuclear treaties. How much did that really work, right? You can't make a bioweapons treaty that'll, that, that'll last till the ink's dry. And the reason is because bioweapons labs are indistinguishable, even to experts that go over. They know that they were being lied to when they went over to the old biopreparat in, in, in the Soviet Union, but they couldn't do anything about it. It's just so easy to, to make it look like it's just it's just normal business because the Def Defense Threat Reduction Agency, our agency, and all those people, DARPA and BARDA and everything that's been doing this work, they always say, well, we have to study this stuff too. We have to do gain-of-function research to understand what the enemy will do. You know, that's the philosophy. And somehow we have to, we have to realize that we're being led led around by these people and then it's it's at a much it's a much higher long-term takedown than anybody's hearing on the news and you're doing a whole presentation on this history of bio labs and all this um, is it on Power, is it on powerpoint my, you can get a discount for the uh butar's advanced medicine conference is it is it um on powerpoint and everything yeah, it'll be on PowerPoint. Okay, so I need to probably if I answer your phone over the weekend. I need to probably call you and see if you want to come speak at our National Ozarks Conference along with Dr. Peter McCullough. And um, we've got Peter McCullough, Leo Holman, Mike Lindell, Patrick Wood, Roger Stone, uh, Terry oh. Turchi, a whole host of people. So keep your phone on. I'll call you about that. <laughs> you should probably come and make a presentation to our – it's in the Ozarks, Lake of the Ozarks, beautiful area. And I've never been to the Ozarks. That's one place I've never been, and I would love to come. Well, we could take care That's... of that. Lake of the Ozarks, 1,150 miles of shoreline. Uh, it's Friday night, October 14th, Saturday the 15th, and Sunday morning the 16th. And uh, we promised everybody we'd have the website up this past Monday, but our, we, we endeavor to have it up by this coming Monday. We just got a lot going on. But, yeah, keep your phone on. I'll call you over the weekend about being a keynote speaker. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, your website, right. themedicalrebel.com, themedicalrebel.com. I know you and your husband delayed dinner to be with us tonight, so thank you. Thank you. Dr. You Lee Merritt, themedicalrebel.com, themedicalrebel.com. When I come back, Patrick Wood will join us. We're going to show you a report tonight that shows that they actually, a group, rehearsed a tabletop exercise for this kind of pandemic to break out about a year ago. What's that all about? We'll tell you when we come back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Years ago when I invented my pillow, I was faced with every adversity you could think of. No retailers wanted to sell my pillow. That's come full circle. Vendors took advantage of me and I was copied by China. Well, by the grace of God, I was able to get through all that and learn from it. I have a passion to help other U.S. entrepreneurs, and that's why I created my new platform, MyStore.com. We have hundreds of products from amazing entrepreneurs. Today, I'm featuring my friends with the Bionic Wrench, a revolutionary American-made wrench that grips on all six sides. It is 14 wrenches in one. It's so easy to use. You just squeeze the handles, and it will be automatically find the right size. The father and son team behind the Bionic Wrench have been fighting against Chinese knockoffs in court for years, but continue to make their products right here in the USA. This is the magic of the wrench. When you squeeze the handles, the six jaws come down and automatically find the right sized wrench. Even works on damaged or stripped nuts or bolts. 
These guys reinvented the wrench. Stop searching for the right size wrench and get the patented gripping action of the bionic wrench. You just squeeze the handles and it will be automatically find the right size. American made and a proven winner. All you need to do is squeeze and turn just like using pliers. Everybody needs one at home or on the road. There are thousands of uses for the bionic wrench. Never search for the right sized wrench again. The bionic wrench is the only wrench you will ever need. This amazing American-made product is available right now at mystore.com. Just use the promo code on your screen. You can get the bionic wrench regularly $42.84, now only $29.99 with your promo code. It's a great American-made gift. So go to mystore.com and use that promo code on your screen to get huge discounts on all my store products. Thank you and God bless. All right, welcome back. Glad you are with us. Now, my friends, if you appreciate what we're doing, before we go to Patrick Wood, let me just say, if you appreciate what we're doing, we absolutely, positively need your help. Here we are on a beautiful, sunny evening in the Mid-South, in Tennessee, and we could be out to dinner sitting on a patio or a deck somewhere enjoying a nice meal at 6.39 p.m. Central Time. But here we sit in a studio broadcasting to you and trying to keep you informed. What's the point I'm making? We're committed. I could run a best of tonight. Nope, we're going to be on the air tonight from 6 p.m. Central Time till I go off the air at 9 o'clock. Three-hour block added to the hour I've already done today. Not to mention our control room started up this morning at 7.30. Our last show live will go with Diamond and Silk off at 10. We're working hard every day to bring you this broadcast. And we need your support. The way you can do that is by going to MyPillow.com and using that promo code L77. Oh, really? Really? All right. We have a special spot Mike just made for us today. Yesterday. Yesterday. Let's roll this spot before we go to uh, Patrick Wood. Hello, everyone. I wanted to take a little break here and to thank you all for all your support of Lindell TV, Frank's Speech, everything at MyPillow, every, MyStore.com, and right here at FrankSpeech.com, our store here that supports us all. Um, I wanted to introduce you to a special today that is very, very limited, and I've um, decided to do it. We're clearing out uh, slippers, waiting for a new, new, new ones to come in in about two months. But these slippers, these are the best technology. The, they're patented. I mean, these are the ones that the, all the rave that you've heard all uh, all winter long when we launched these. So we have a very limited supply that we're uh, selling for $49.98. It's a savings of $90. You guys use that promo code L77. When these are gone, they're gone. It's going to be a, maybe a, a two to four week supply. I'm passing the savings on to you. and. Um, the, uh, you guys, this is the best, the best price you're ever going to get on these slippers. Uh, the new ones coming in will be $139.98, just like these were. And uh, you got, you know, you, until you try these slippers, there's nothing like it. By the way, you have 60-day money-back guarantee. They'll be the best slippers you've ever tried, ever. You can wear them like shoes. Um, it's uh, The technology in them is a, is a patented uh, gel, impact gel, it's called, and uh, amongst other things in there. The my pillow patented foam, all kinds of uh, great things in there that make these the best slippers ever. 
Now, you can also hear at Frank's Speech. So get them here right here at frankspeech.com. You go down a little bit here. You're going to get my book free today with any order uh, using promo code L77. We have the buy one, get one free offers. They're still available. Very limited time. You get the pillows. You get the towels. Might get one set of towels, get another set absolutely free. My six-piece towel set. You got the um, the my pillows. Uh, you got the roll and go anywhere pillows and uh, um, the towels. If we keep going there a little bit, Logan, I'm gonna I'm gonna quick go through these. We have sleepwear. You guys on Frank Speech, and we have stuff you're not gonna find at the other sites on the at the mystore.com or mypillow.com. You're gonna find some, but not all of these. We get the specials of the of the specials here. Uh, you can still use that promo code L77 over at mypillow or mystore.com, but if you use them here, you keep going down, you're going to get the Frank Speech yard signs, bumper stickers. We have uh, the um, the um, T-shirts, the coffee mugs. We've got, um, um, I don't see the, I don't see the uh, bumper stickers. We're going to get those on there for you all today. Um, go down a little bit further, Logan. And uh, you guys see the Bionic Wrench. We've got all kinds of stuff there. Matt um, says, you've got the Declaration of Independence and, uh, um, the Constitution. We've got the flags, the best flag company we found. Um, we've got Rolling Go Anywhere pillows from Jim Hansel. We've got or we, and, and his paintings, Ignite Prior Star. Just everything's on everything's on special today. For use promo code L77. Once again, everybody, thanks for all your support and uh, um, and uh, support of Lindell TV, Frank Speech, and everything else we're doing to, to help save our country. Thank you. God bless. All right, special message recorded yesterday by Mike Liddell. So thank you for your support. Now, before we go to Patrick Wood, and I know I keep saying that, let me show you my screen. You can also go to wvwtvstore.com for your emergency food supplies. I have here at WVWTV where I host a show, you know, my network and do been doing this for years. And then of course, came over, started working with and starting Lindell TV with Mike Lindell. But over uh, on my website, we've been hosting and offering freeze-dried emergency, freeze-dried food since 2016. So this is not something we just decided to do. We knew all this was coming. A lot of this was coming as far as food crisis. And we began being distributors in 2016 of freeze-dried food. Go to, if you're interested, wvwtvstore.com, wvwtvstore.com, as you see on the screen. Three-month supply, 72-hour kit, if you just want to try it, six-month supply. We also have a year supply. A lot of people have asked for that. They asked for the year supply, the six-month supply. We also have a year supply. Here are the new products that just went up uh, again. I've offered this since 2016, but we just updated it today. But I've been offering this since 2016. This is the Titan Solo Stove. You can actually put your wood, little wood or kindling under this and get a fire going. Then you put your pot on top of it, boil your water, and boom, you got your freeze-dried food. For, so for even someone living in an apartment or a condo, you know, you can go outside, get some twigs and things, put in the, the tiny little Titan Solo Stove, and you can, again, get a fire going, put your pot on top of it, and you are now able to boil your water to make your freeze-dried food. Then we offer the pots that go on top of it. So this, again, is really, you know, we've kind of thought through the process of what does it take for someone maybe even living in a suburb who doesn't have the ability to maybe have a fire pit or whatever. So we, And you, you can use this yourself. 
But then we also have the six hour canned heat, the little stove that folds, so much more. You go up here to emergency food supplies, click on all emergency food supplies. You'll find now we've also added one year, four week, three month, six months. People are starting to ask for, hey, I want a one year kit. And so there you go. So all of that and more at wvwtvstore.com, wvwtvstore.com. And again, it's a big, big, big part of our general operating budget. So thank you for shopping also at wvwtvstore.com, in addition to mypillow.com and promo code L77. Joining me now is Patrick Wood. Patrick, welcome back to Lindell TV and the Lindell Report. Thanks for joining us. Brandon, good to see you. You're on the road, thank aren't you. you, my friend? I'm on the road again. <clears throat> it's been a long nine weeks uh, still to go. Where, where are you at tonight? I'm in Houston. Houston, Texas. All right. I'm speaking at the uh, Crimes Against Humanity Conference tomorrow morning. Excellent. In Houston. Excellent. And you're with technocracy.news. Let's go to worldviewreport.com. Worldviewreport.com. Look at this right here. Monkeypox was a tabletop simulation only last year. Click on it. Brownstone Institute has an article about it. And look, they, they, they provide a hyperlink to strengthening global systems to prevent and respond to high consequences, high consequence biological threats. Patrick, we were talking with Dr. Lee Merritt yeah. about this being a psychop. And here, they've been planning this. Yes. Can you, can you, you take the floor, I've been talking, you go. Well, I'm like you, I read these dumb reports. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know five people in the country who actually go and read these things for, it is not really for sport, but you gotta read the original documents to find out what these people are saying. This particular report that you reference here, I, it just so happened to me, it, somebody sent it to me, actually it was a French, uh, a, a, a French attorney sent it to me and said, this is the equivalent of, of event 201, which uh, of course was a scripted event uh, leading up to COVID. And this particular uh, report came out, out of the NTI, that's the, Nash, that's the uh, National, um, excuse me, the Nuclear Threat Initiative, right? It's a nonprofit organization. It's not an official anything. It's just nonprofit NGO, and um, so the NTI has been around for a long time. Uh, they've, they've gathered a lot of people and stuff to, you know, whatever to be part of their thing. But they've expanded their scope to pandemic issues, not just nuclear th uh, bombs and stuff, but now to pandemic. And so I read this article. I started to read it at first. I thought, I, I can't get through this. It's only 32 pages. <laughs> and, I, and I started reading it, and I thought, okay, here we go again. Monkeypox is back in the news again. And as you said, it's all over the news today. That's all anybody wants to talk about today is monkeypox. And this particular report from the NTI talks about monkeypox. This is what the simulation was based upon, was monkeypox. And uh, they, they had four different levels of uh, the simulation, you know, like stages they went through and what they would do if, uh, if it was discovered, if it was weaponized, if it was unknown source or whatever. And <clears throat> by the time I was done with it, I, I, I was on the airplane, actually, I almost <laughs> I wanted to reach for the non-existent barf bag <laughs> because it just, you know, it's so thin that it's just incredible. These people are actually scripting this thing out on how it's gonna happen. And I will bet you dime to a dollar that this is, is gonna be how it, how it plays out. 
And what's amazing about this report, Brandon, is that it shows that they learned nothing based on the COVID example pandemic. They're talking about the same policies, lockdowns, shutdowns, school closures, social distancing, face masks, you name it. And now they're calling for quote unquote triggers to be uh, set by the United Nations that, that countries can use so that countries can respond to the monkeypox even if it hasn't demonstrated that there is monkeypox in the system. They just say you've got to head it off early, folks, and it's better to have it, you know, better to err on the side of caution and put these things in place even if you can't prove that monkeypox is an issue so far. This is the most, one of the most frightening documents that I've ever read because they're stepping up the whole rhetoric. It's not just wait until it actually shows up, wait until the hospitals are full or whatever, but now it's saying when we say there's a pandemic, you pull the trigger and boom, all of these policies go into effect and there may be nothing of substance at that point to show that there's actually a pandemic taking place. Well, look, look at this, because again, May 22nd to the 28th. So what is that? Monday? Yeah, m Monday. Mm -hmm. So according to this NTI.org report, I mean, it went right to their own website. So we're reading off their website. One, bolster international systems for pandemic risk assessment warning and investigating outbreak origins. And then under that, the WHO should establish a graded transparent international public health alert system. The United Nations system should establish a new mechanism for investigating highly consequence biological events of unknown origin, which we refer to as a joint assessment mechanism. Okay, so next week, the 22nd to the 28th, you've got this uh, WHO international conference going with the regime, Biden regime having written these amendments that would give the WHO. So it sounds like they're laying out, this is what we want to see happen, and now they're going to go put it into place so it can happen. Look at number two. Develop and institute national level triggers for early proactive pandemic response. National governments must adopt a no regrets approach to pandemic response, taking anticipatory action as opposed to reacting to mounting case counts and fatalities, which are lagging indicators. As you're just saying, well, let's err on the side of caution, close your business and destroy the economy. To facilitate blah, blah, blah. Go to number three. Establish an international entity dedicated to emerging biological risk associated with rapid technology advances, and four, develop cata uh, catalytic global health security fund to accelerate pandemic preparedness for capacity building in countries around the world. Five, establish a robust international process to tackle the challenge of supply chain resilience. All of this sounds like to me what the WHO and the UN will be put in charge of with this conference coming up next week. They've already laid it all out. They've laid it out, and I, I can almost guarantee you that this is going to be the rationale for the uh, World Health Organization to call for now this global treaty that will give them these new powers to declare uh, a priority, declare a pandemic out of the blue, whether there's evidence or not. And this is an important part of it, um, that whether there's evidence or not, they're now saying, basically, that because the curve um, the curve is so invisible at the beginning of, of a pandemic that right when you see that first little glimmer of chaos, 
that's where you need to pull the trigger on all these policies and lock everything down. And this phrase that you just mentioned, no regrets, I've tried to find out what the, what the, uh, uh, the etymology of this is. I've never heard this phrase before, no regrets. But the idea, the way they're using this, the context is that they're saying, if you make a mistake, if you make a mistake because you're erring on the stuck clock, you will have no regrets. Let's just make this clear up front. You know, you, you, you just have to figure you're not going to regret whatever decision you make, even if it has disastrous consequences to your own nation. And so I'm, I'm really interested to see more about this phrase, no regrets. Who came up with this? Why it came up? We do know, however, that sponsors of this and the participants of this include all the usual suspects, like the Bill and Melinda Gates Association uh, Foundation. You've got uh, the Welcome Trust is involved. You've got um, um, uh, the, the major hospitals and so on, like, uh, um, like, uh, like Hopkins, for instance, uh, involved in this. These are not just second-rate uh, scientists. These are the top of the pack, many of whom, by the way, were attending the original 201, event 201 conference. <laughs> they just changed the name. They're using a different virus now. And monkeypox is scarier in, in a big way than is COVID because monkeypox, if you've ever seen chickenpox outbreak, some of the old pictures from the old days, it's a horrific disease. And this will guarantee spread panic in the, in the population if they really pull the trigger on this. At this point, before this whole current thing on monkeypox came out, you know, in the news, I would have said, well, maybe this was just, you know, maybe they're just, you know, using that as an example. But now that we see it headline everywhere, and you can see the news cycle is just starting to spin this up, monkeypox, 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 okay, it fits. You can just see the progression. They've got the scripted response. Now it's coming into play. The next thing you're going to see are pictures of people who have monkeypox. Well, it has started. I mean, these pictures are kind of traumatic to look at. I mean, here's some right here, by the way, and they get worse than that. Let's see what else. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And and so these sores are quite bad. I mean, they get to be very disturbing to look at. And so... Again, the whole idea is to scare the living daylights out of people, and that's exactly what they're going to do. And they get, and we saw the report from 2013 that showed that the quickest way to get people to give up their liberties and freedoms to authoritarianism was through a pathogen or a famine. And any yes. updates or thoughts on what's going on with the orchestrated famine they're working on? Absolutely. You know, the, the, whole, the whole assault that we've had on the world since... Uh, the beginning of the pandemic was just the first wave of assault. It, it wasn't the last for sure. Today, we see now the new waves that are emerging involve food for one, energy for another, and finance for another. All three of those plates now are spinning at, at, at full speed, if you will, like at, the, like at the circus, right? You spin the plates on a stick. They're all spinning at the same time. This has been exacerbated by the war in Ukraine, which at this point is almost guaranteed to, um, uh, to be expanded. I have a, a good friend from, from Germany um, who is watching this stuff very carefully, and he said it's just he's expecting that the war is going to eventually spill over into Germany. 
So this is just beginning. The assaults that are happening right now are all, again, they're all according to the playbook, I think, that we originally saw laid out on how to reduce the global economic system to ashes and how the World Economic Forum can say, we're going to build back better. You only build back better predicated on something having burned down first, and we see it burning down right now. This is very unfortunate. It's a scorched earth policy from their point of view, but uh, they're pulling it off, and food and energy and finances are going to be the major thing we see. On top of that, if you want to scourge upon scourge, if this nonsense on us, start the locks down again, start the, the face mask again, the social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. I, I can't. I just can't tell you the trouble that we're that we're facing. And we're also looking at uh, this, you know, the outbreak of avian flu or bird flu, and jumping from animals to humans, and all the things that have never happened that I'm told. But all of a sudden, they're happening because someone they're fooling around with stuff. And here's another report from Natalie Winters at the National Pulse. Wuhan lab publishes study manipulating H7N9 virus to be more lethal. So we've got so much going on. Then we go back to worldviewreport.com. Biden seizes control over domestic food materials using Korean War era emergency powers. And then on top of that, we have this article right here. Bill Gates, Davos, elites pushing global food control under guise of food security. So more and more, let's get the government to get full control of food. Give me a break. And then, of course, with the whole uh, outbreak, we're reading tonight, New York City reports first suspected monkeypox case as WHO convenes emergency meeting. So this is everywhere tonight. Monkeypox, monkeypox, (laughs) monkeypox, big psych up, and just in time for the fall for elections and ballot harvesting and more lockdowns and more destruction, as you said, so they can burn it to the ground and build it back. Yes. Yes, and just remember, you heard the you heard the scripted example of where monkeypox has been played out. I mean, it's already been played out in simulation. You heard it here first, I think. I don't know anybody else is talking about this yet, but this is kind of a breaking story. When it hits the news, when it starts to hit the news cycle, I hope everybody on this channel remembers back to this discussion that we had about the scripting of this simulation regarding monkeypox. One of the scariest things, by the way, Brandon, about this is that they said that the, the big deal is, was it engineered as a bioweapon? And they bring that up in the simulation. Wow. Technocracy.news, technocracy.news. Thank you, Patrick Wood, joining us from Houston, where he's speaking tomorrow. Technocracy.news. I'm Brandon House. Thanks for watching. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.